are Locked On Wildcats. Your daily podcast on the Arizona Wildcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Happy Thursday. Thanks for keeping it locked on, Wildcats. I'm your host, Mike Luke, joined by the great John Schuster, who is now back from meandering around the Four Corners region, as Shu does like. What have you been up to, Shu? In fairness, it's probably more like meandering around the Three Corners region. What do you think I'm doing up in uh, uh, up in Cortez, Colorado, checking up the Red Rocks? Ogden, Utah. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, your, your geography's amazing. Not good. Not okay. good. You know that... The Locked On Podcast Network is based in Utah, right? Oh, I so, know, because so, the actual so, head, David Locke, is uh-huh. the head of it. Yes. Yeah. David Locke, don't who's the head. come into Locked On Podcast without don't. thinking that I know my background. I have a feeling that David Locke understands that Ogden, Utah, is nowhere near the Four Corners region. You know what? Or where I was, much closer to Las Vegas. Man, let's not pretend like you don't know David Locke. <laughs> but... Uh, you know, I'm glad that I got you here, Schuster, because and as you all know, this show is brought to you by rockauto.com. If anybody's listened for, uh, well, let's be honest here, if anybody's listened at all, you know that we speak very highly of rockauto.com because of the simplicity of rockauto.com. If there's anything more simple than the name rockauto.com, it is the process you go through getting their parts. That is how rockauto.com is. All right, that being said, I was listening to some Arizona Wildcats baseball and softball over the last couple weeks, and I noticed a a new voice on the air, which we're going to get to here shortly. But it got me to thinking, though, when Arizona athletics has really been blessed over the last, you know, obviously we'll get to Brian Jeffries in a second, but even before him, uh, Ray Scott. Ray Scott. Mm -hmm. Right. And then Ryan Radke obviously had a, a role here, which we'll get to. You're friendly with Ryan, so we can speak to that. Is this just something that Tucson was lucky to be able to get so many guys that are just at the top of their game? Or is this something where, you know what, you're a town of a million plus, you should be getting greatness? That's a good question. I'm not sure I necessarily have the answer to you, but uh, for you in, in that capacity. But it certainly is right in front of us. As far as sports broadcasting is concerned, Tucson's had, and play-by-play broadcasting especially, Tucson's been a very fortunate market. And it's been a market that has been used as a springboard for a number of those people. And it's a market where some very talented people, obviously Brian Jeffries, is the you know paramount example here. Jeffries has been the voice of the Wildcats since the mid-80s. Mm-hmm. So uh, you, you, you have a guy there who Wildcat fans rightfully adore because he's good at what he does. And uh, that's, that's some nice continuity to have. But what's been interesting is because Brian has been in that job for so long that there are other people who have sort of kind of worked their way through uh, that have also been very talented but have moved on to other markets uh, to try to cultivate a skill set. Because really from a play-by-play standpoint, once you get past what it is that Jeffries does, uh, to a lesser extent Derek Palmer who does the women's basketball games and some other fill-in, since the Toros left, 
there just aren't that there, there aren't that many play-by-play opportunities. The guy who does Roadrunners broadcast is very good, mm-hmm. uh, and and very often what Tucson is in that market. When you look at the Toros, you look at now the relatively newly formed Roadrunners. Right. You have individuals who are hoping to broadcast at a professional level, utilizing it as the farm job that it is, uh, hoping the positions that rarely open up ultimately do here and there and they'll have a shot at playing in the bigs or talking about the bigs briefly because i don't think a lot of people know who ray scott is obviously here and that's not going to be the tenor because we're going to i want to talk about brian jeffries ryan radke and then somebody that i see emerging onto the scene here but just briefly who was ray scott and and how is arizona so lucky to have such a transition going from a guy in ray scott that you hold in very high Let esteem? Me, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll we'll work that backward brian jeffries is probably more equipped to answer why Ray Scott was ultimately in Tucson. I'm betting it was some sort of retirement thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Scott is a nationally was a nationally renowned broadcaster uh, who did uh, not only wildcat games but regional games and again uh, some broadcasts on a much larger scale. Professional announcer who Arizona was lucky enough to have. And I don't think I'm speaking out of turn. Again, if you have uh, Jeffries on and want to discuss this a little bit further, I believe Ray Scott was his mentor. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, Jeffries was in the right position at the right time once Scott ultimately retired to move into that position. And now himself has been mentor for a lot of other broadcasters. Now, let me ask you this. What makes, because for somebody like me who just kind of gives his opinion on air, but, you know, I didn't come up, my background isn't broadcast journalism. Everything is print, writing, education, etc. What makes somebody like Brian Jeffries so good at what he does? The ability to paint a picture so that the listener can have a fair understanding as to the way that the play went down. Interestingly, a couple days ago, uh, I was listening to Radke, coincidentally, on a national broadcast for the uh, the women's softball final. I think it was Game 1, Florida State, Oklahoma, if I'm not mistaken. And there was a weird play at the plate that involved a confusing rule. There are all kinds of moving parts. And Radke did a remarkable job concisely explaining what it was that happened in that play so that the listener, who would obviously be confused because they don't have eyes on the product, uh, was able to understand all of those moving parts. That is what is required to be a good play-by-play guy. And different sports require very different skill sets. Baseball is a lot different than basketball, which is a lot different than hockey, which is a lot different than football. So if you can get a guy who does something and does it well across platforms, then you've really got something special, and Arizona does in Jeffries. Jeffries is very good. I, you know, One of the interesting questions, I think, I'm not sure Brian would answer it what his favorite sport is to broadcast or the or the sport that he thinks he's the best at broadcasting. I know because Radke and I have talked about this sort of thing. Ryan Ryan for those who are unfamiliar used to uh do and we're going to hit on Ryan here pretty, some yeah, some right. some broadcasting at the University of Arizona uh in a kind of like network pre and post game capacity right. and occasionally did play by plays always wanted to do play by play always wanted to do baseball play by play got a job with the uh with Nevada mm-hmm. in Reno and over the last few years has been with Westwood One. Right. So if you listen to sports Thursday night radio, football, Monday night football, football you're a lot hear of college him. games, you're going to hear Radke. Right. Uh, so uh, he was somebody who needed to leave the market to work his way up, and was very and was very successful in doing so. Uh, but 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 he's also very good at. He's a baseball guy. 
He's a baseball play-by-play guy who can do basketball very well and does football very well, but I think the game that he prefers to do is baseball. It's very impressive if you can get someone who can do those core sports well. With a seamless transition. Yeah, with a reasonably seamless sport. transition from sports to, to sport. Now, I think it's fair to say that Jeffries does a very good job. Now, on the other side, I wanted to uh, I wanted to express something about somebody that I've noticed coming up, and I thought about something that you said to me a while back, and for anybody out there that doesn't know, John Schuster is one of my best friends. We've been talking about this kind of stuff for probably seven, eight years. I love picking his mind, and the one thing, too, about John Schuster is that He's not opposed to betonline.ag, and I might give you a name to remember in here. Now, this name might not come up on betonline.ag, but this is a guy, though, that you should keep a you should keep an eye on in the future. Keep it locked on, Wildcats. Thanks for keeping it locked on, Wildcats. I'm your host, Mike Luke, joined by John Schuster. We're talking about the uh, privilege that we all in Tucson have of, I think, being very lucky in the amount of great commentators that we've had surrounding the U of A program. And you mentioned something a while back to me about Ryan Radke, who, again, I don't think I'm speaking out of term. I think it's fair to say you're friends with Ryan. Yeah. Yeah. You said something that about Ryan that when you were working in the radio, in the radio business, mm-hmm. that when Ryan, you when you came across Ryan, you knew that he... He was destined for something big. He was destined for something big. He just had that feel to him. Sometimes it's not hard to see it. Right. Uh, and there's somebody who happens to be in the building. Ryan was in college. I was working at uh, one of the local radio stations here doing political stock uh, with uh, another individual who a lot of Tucsonans have heard on and off doing some broadcasting, Eric Tomei. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tomei and I had a radio show that briefly ran... Uh, in the late 90s on KNST when that radio station had the Wildcat contract. Uh, Radke was an intern who was still going to the U of A, so he had done some work at camp. And he comes in, and it's not hard to tell within 30 seconds, oh, holy crap. You know, that's what I think we're looking at right here with a guy named Brody Dryden. Now, I've been fortunate enough to be around Brody, and I would definitely not call myself a mentor because he came in knowing way more than even I knew. But... Brody has filled in a little bit for Brian doing some baseball games. He's done some softball games as well. And when you listen to Brody, and he's a younger guy, you can just tell he gets it at a level that is very natural. When you watch, his cadence is perfect. He knows the players like you talked about. He can paint a scene. And I had two people tell me this when I was talking to a couple people about this that he sounds and his delivery is a lot like Ryan Radke. Now, again, I don't know what Brody's goals are, but I do know that this is a guy that, in one way, shape, or form, if he stays around U of A athletics, that this city is going to be very blessed to have because just like you were talking about with Ryan Radke and you come about it from a far more technical expertise-type role than I do, this is just, this is just somebody in Brody who gets it and you can just tell is destined for big things now i wanted to kind of go back to ryan and then we'll get back to brody here in a second but when you first came across ryan and you said it took about 25 to 30 seconds what did you mean by that uh, he you could tell by his the voice jumps off the page mm-hmm. at you mm-hmm. um that that doesn't hurt 
if you have that kind of voice, right. it's good. There was also a mature professionalism that he mm-hmm. had. He was very respectful. He was uh, willing to listen, willing to engage. He had he had give and take capabilities, and you could just tell as the conversation went along and as our relationship progressed that he had good knowledge about a lot of things and had an ability to tell a story in the concise way that's necessary to be a play-by-play broadcaster, which is interesting in that during the course of his career to try to ultimately get into play-by-play, Ryan had to do talk radio. Mm -hmm. Talk radio is much different in terms of telling a story than you have to... You can tell a a story Is it a good training ground? It can be. I think talk radio is a great training ground for everything. But one of the things you have to be aware of, and sometimes, frankly, in a mode of self-scouting, since you and I have done these podcasts, my day-to-day broadcasting has been significantly less than it used to be. So in terms of self-scouting, I have noticed that I still have a tendency to fill time, Mm -hmm. which is something that takes place in classic traditional talk radio. Don't do it on this 18-minute podcast right here for Locked On Wildcats. Right. Right. So so there's a a six-minute block or a 12-minute block that you've got to fill this space for. You have to be able to tell that story in a broadcast within one pitch. So you're looking at or one football play or as a basketball play is moving from one side of the court to another. You're talking about instead of telling a story in 12 minutes, telling a, a Cliff Notes version of that story in 20 seconds. And it's a very different skill set that challenges you in different ways. And good. so is it a good training ground to be a talk radio? Always. It, it, it helps you fill space, especially in weird situations. There's an injury on the field. You know, there's something that the lights are out in a football game. Talk to Jeffries, who has done this for 35 years, about the weirdest things he's come across in regards to time that he's had to fill. And having some sort of talk radio ability probably doesn't hurt. But the skill set is very different. And to be good, the difference between play-by-play saying it in 20 seconds and talk radio saying it in 12 minutes, it, it, it's a lot more challenging than you might think. I've got an interesting story that kind of kind of dovetails off of what you just talked about right there. And you talked about the maturity and just kind of the command and presence. I'm somebody now in my mid-30s. When I first met Brody, who is more than 10 years younger than me, I came away thinking that I was talking to somebody, and again, I knew his age, but I came away thinking that I was talking to somebody in his mid-40s. Just because here I am, you know, making just kind of dumb side talk and again he's got a great sense of humor it's very dry it's a little bit like it's a little bit like brian in that regard but i just came away thinking this man has a presence about him and when i got to hear him do the baseball games commentate in the way he did i just came away thinking to myself that man arizona and again i have no clue who will what the chain of succession would ever be. I'm just talking about somebody that I think has a very bright future here in the game. I just came away thinking to myself, man, Arizona Athletics has had it really, really good. And I remember talking to you about it, about how good Ray Scott was. And then obviously Brian, Brian's work speaks for itself. So so, so you're looking at 40 years of having really good broadcasting in a town the size in, of Tucson. In a town, that, mm-hmm. and that's, I think, the other thing. And key. sometimes if you listen to college play-by-play guys, some of them, you know, a lot of them are good. Some of them are clearly better than others. For the guy at ASU, Tim Healy, mm-hmm. has been ASU's broadcaster for at least 30 years, nearly as long as really good guy, 
really good at what he does. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so ASU in that regard is kind of lucky too. But Jeffries is every bit the talent that Healy is in a big market in Phoenix. Right. Uh, Jeffries could work at any college other than the kitschy colleges, right. like broadcasters um, have a little trademark, sort of like the SEC. Right. The guy at Alabama is just sort of what you'd expect for an Alabama. It's not so much, it's almost that he's putting on theater more than he's providing he, play-by-play. he's play. providing the professionalism, the, the not Yankees, that he's unprofessional. The Yankees but. baseball announcer right. is a theater announcer as opposed to necessarily a play-by-play guy. Mm-hmm. So there's a very different approach. Jeffries is a straight-ahead, very good, very talented play-by-play guy. So maybe Jeffries doesn't necessarily play in Alabama, mm-hmm. but he's going to play at a hell he's of a lot of really good universities, and the U of A has been absolutely lucky to have him. And so again, I'm, and Ray Scott, like you said they they were lucky to have Ray Scott and if you got a, and and if you have a guy potentially in on deck right you know that that is of Dryden's apparent capabilities mm-hmm. then that's a very nice thing to potentially have Dryden reminds me quickly of and this is going to be a little bit of inside radio so mm-hmm. bear with yeah, me yeah. here I've spent a lot of time in radio in a number of capacities and kind of view it from a technical standpoint wrote a media watch column so mm-hmm. so I can see radio in a variety of different ways including from a behind the scenes production standpoint and an understanding of broadcast standpoint even if I'm not as good as some of those guys I have an understanding of you what have, it you is that they do right. that they do better than I do and do very mm-hmm. well um Dryden, there are two guys who you deal with on a fairly regular basis who are from, who have direct radio connections. They understand the business from, the, from, from being five years old. And that's your friend Ben White, uh-huh. who is clearly a radio guy. Right. No question about it. Mm-hmm. He was brought, there's no question, even if I didn't know Ben's, Ben White's dad, I could tell listening to him, listening to the production, the listening to the way that things come across, Ben White knows radio. Mm-hmm. Brody Dryden knows radio. Right. He knows play-by-play. He has the background necessary that you can't teach at a college, generally speaking, can't mm-hmm. teach at a college level something you're without some... In. You're Exactly. You're immersed in it or you're a natural talent in the process. Being immersed in it goes a long way to help in that. My, the reason for this entire podcast, and again, a little bit off topic because we generally get to sports, but I just wanted to... Arizona fans out there to kind of have an appreciation for how lucky because I think that that can kind of get understated at times and just to know that no matter what happens and again I don't know what Brody's plans are I've never even really asked him but one way or the other that's definitely a name to keep an eye on we're going to be back with you tomorrow and as always thanks for keeping it locked on Wildcats